0: I need you to tell me something really good because we just recorded an episode that makes me want to scream into the void.
1: Well, have you ever heard of the country of Lesotho? Lesotho? Something? I'm not very good
0: at geometry. No, geography. So,
1: nope. Okay, so it's a country in Southern Africa surrounded by South Africa. It's known as the Kingdom in the Sky. Because of its lofty altitude, it has the highest low point of any country in the world, which is 1,400 meters above sea level.
0: Oh, God. You're measuring in not feet and inches, so I don't know what that is.
1: Okay. It's, like, a lot. There <laughs> I'm
0: constantly thinking of those memes that say Americans will measure in anything but the metric system. Mm-hmm.
1: And is it's the only... Country to be entirely above a hundred thousand or a hundred a thousand meters above sea level. Okay. So the whole country is above a thousand meters above sea level.
0: That's really interesting.
1: Lesotho is completely landlocked by South Africa and is known as a fantastic adventure holiday destination.
0: Well, then let's go right now, if I can wake up. (laughs) I've been yawning straight into the (laughs) microphone.
1: The, the people are known as the, B- the Basotho, and they're known as friendly and welcoming people. They have 300 days of sunshine every year. You can go there to ski during the winter or participate in, quote, mountain adventure sports in the summer, which sounds like something I would, couldn't want to do less if I tried.
0: Yeah, no, that's I'm just going to break myself.
1: Look, I love to ski, but I am not interested in mountain adventure sports. (laughs) Um, The waterfall in one of their natural reserves freezes into a solid column during the winter.
0: That sounds beautiful.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And they have tons of hiking spots around the country. You can also find the highest pub in Africa at the Sani Top Chalet.
0: I'm kind of reticent to believe this is a real place
1: it is a real place um losotho sadly also has the third highest hiv aids incidence rate in the world with around one in four people infected do
0: they have reason like do you know if there's a reason why that's the case
1: no it's mostly um women in urban areas under the age of 40 that's the only statistic I could find.
0: Huh. I wonder if it's because it sounds like a very isolated place. I wonder if it's just because yeah. the the pool is so slim, like the, the maybe pool is so small to pick from.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but it. I mean, that's really sad. In um, higher news, Lesotho is the first African country to issue licenses for the production of medical cannabis. Really? Yeah. Go, go, you. So why am I telling you all this?
0: I really was wondering. I was like, because this isn't a real place, is the only thing I'm up with.
1: No, because earlier this week, their first lady was arrested for murder. What? I really was not expecting this. <laughs> so this article from CNN is so good. I'm just going to read it. Um, it is by David McKinsey and Brent Swales. Um. And so Masea Thabane, the first lady of the tiny mountain kingdom of Lesotho, always knew how to make an entrance. After weeks hiding in South Africa, allegedly helped by a recently appointed spokesman who snuck her away in a government issue car, Thabane crossed back into into Lesotho last Tuesday, passing a phalanx of security forces and promptly handing herself over to special police. Later that evening, crown prosecutors charged her with the 2017 murder of Lesotho's previous first lady, her husband's previous wife.
0: Oh my god! This is your lifetime movie of the week.
1: I know, I told you. Lipolelo The Bane as well as the attempted murder of another woman. So there's two people that she's accused of harming. Masaya was taken into custody. The first lady's legal team didn't respond to phone calls and text messages from CNN over several days.
0: Sorry, Sarah just appeared in the door and scared the shit out of me.
1: (laughs) Uh, Hold, please. The shocking details of the case have gripped this country of fewer than 2 million people which is entirely surrounded by South Africa, forced the prime minister, Thomas the Bain, to promise his resignation and opened the lid on the murky power politics that had long dominated their culture. Lipolelo the Bain was shot dead two days before her estranged husband's inauguration for a second term as prime minister.
0: Oh, well, that makes Under- sense. You have to trade in your first wife for your second inauguration.
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> Look, this is the one we need to title, Don't Tell Trump. <laughs> right? Unknown assailants gunned down Lipolello at the main outside her house in June of 2017. The couple had been separated for some time but had never formally divorced, which how very royal family of you. Um, and a court had ru- ruled that Lipolello should keep the benefits and perks that came with the position of prime minister. Um. Uh, duh, duh, sorry oh. her murder okay so I'm sorry they, they asked her to keep the benefits and perks that came with the position of first lady her murder paved the way for Masea who had been in a relationship with the prime minister for several years to take on that role and it didn't take long. Less than three months later, the couple were married in a Catholic ceremony at Set-, Set Soto Stadium in Masaru. Nailed it. Thank you. The soon-to-be First Lady made the Prime Minister, who is nearly four decades her senior, wait in the sun on stage for about two hours for her to like show up at her wedding.
0: I mean, casual. that's that's how I did it. Sarah just waited and waited and waited. Yeah, I, bet. While, I bet. While the music played for me to process, I came down one step at a time for four hours. <laughs> when I almost waited to the front, I turned around and went back because I didn't think it had been long enough.
1: The local press wrote about Macea's striking cream and gold wedding dress, her late arrival, and the marching bands. But there wasn't a whisper about the murder. When the wedding happened, when the wedding had happened? (laughs) That is in, oh, it's a quote. Okay, never mind. I was like, that is in this article. I'm sorry. Quote, when the wedding had happened, my mother had died. It was a whirlwind. It was... Surreal. It was like I was watching a movie, Nikoya The Bane Haleel told CNN. The Bane Haleel is the daughter of the prime minister and was raised by the murdered first lady. A senior advocate, she is unwilling to talk about the merits of the case, but wants the law to take its course. After the initial shock of Lipolello The Bane's murder, the public heard little about the investigation, and efforts to find her killers. In the meantime, the new First Lady dived into her responsibilities, bringing an energy to her aging husband's responsibilities that impressed some of Lesotho's people. Late last year, a selfie video of the couple singing a duet circulated on social media. Dressed in bathrobes in an upscale bedroom, the Prime Minister reluctantly joins her in singing the hymn Hey, Raina Matla, or We Are Powerless. The irony wasn't lost on the Basotho people who recreated and shared the scene in their own videos and parodies.
0: (laughs) I love this so much.
1: (laughs) Um, But controversy was never far from the new first lady. She became embroiled in a court case involving an employee accused of stealing from her charitable trust, the man later vanished from his police cell and has yes, yet to be found. The
0: Epstein treatment.
1: Yeah. Um, there were other scandals too. After a traffic accident in Masaru, the man went to the hospital to visit the other driver and got in a physical altercation with a relative.
0: Oh my God.
1: I know. The allegations of murder may never have surfaced were it not for an attempted power play by the prime minister late last year. Lesotho's police chief, Holomo Molabelli was heading the investigation into the former first lady's murder. When the prime minister tried to force his resignation in response to his potential sacking, Molabelli went to court and in doing so revealed an explosive letter that he had written to the prime minister in the letter. He states that the prime minister's cell phone was used in a call to a person at the scene of the crime quote at the time of the assassination chief Molabelli has asked the prime minister to explain who he was talking to and about the subject matter quote the investigation further the investigations further indicate that the aforementioned cell phone number belongs to you reads the letter. Quote, we have asked for the assistance of the Federal Bureau of Investigation from the United States of America, he claims. The prime minister has been questioned by police, but he has not been charged in the case. Neither the prime minister or his wife have made any public statements regarding the murder. It is not known whether any such assistance has been given, but what is clear is that the letter sparked rapid developments in Lesotho the repercussions of which are still being felt. Mullabelli kept his job, but the Prime Minister faced immediate pressure to step down with his own ruling party declaring that he was unfit to lead. I wonder what that's like. I can't...
0: Yeah, right? Let's try it.
1: (laughs) Thomas the Bane fled the country during an attempted coup in 2014, only to regain power. He has now said he will retire, but has not said when he's going to do that.
0: (laughs) The day before his term is up. Like, I told you I'd leave early.
1: Yeah. Police in Lesotho. Oh, sorry. On January 10th, the police issued an arrest warrant for the First Lady when she failed to show up voluntarily for questioning in Masaru. It was at some point around that time that she fled the country. She is yet to submit a plea in the charges against her. Police say that eight other suspects will be charged over their links into the case, although their names have yet to be made public, including the spokesman who prosecutors say aided and abetted the first lady as she fled to South Africa. The first lady was swiftly granted bail of a thousand loti or about 67 U.S. dollars for murder.
0: I mean, that... That seems appropriate. Like she was a first Without, wife. You've seen First yeah. Wives Club.
1: Mm-hmm. So in this, like, in this bail hearing, like, the prosecutors didn't even get to speak. They just granted, like, the judge just granted her bail. And that is her story. Like, she has requested... Um, permission to travel to back to South Africa for medical treatment. And they're afraid if they let her, like the prosecutor's afraid if they let her go, that she's going to flee.
0: I don't know why he'd be afraid of that. Nothing in her past indicates that that's who she is.
1: In addition to CNN, I also use Wikipedia, the BBC and a website called voanews.com for sources. That was good. Right? (laughs) I told you it was a good one. I saw that headline and I just it. I was like, I got to do that. <laughs> Holy moly. <sighs> Hopefully that's not too short.
0: Well, next week, I am doing... Cause I've gotten most of my notes together, but I knew I wouldn't be ready to record tonight. Um, and, huh. and it's almost midnight and I can't keep my eyes open, apparently. Amen. Um, but I am doing another profile of an unlikely, um, I don't know how to put it. So she, I mentioned last week that she's an actress who was also an inventor um, that most people have never heard of, but we use her inventions every day in life.
1: Cool. So I can't wait to hear about it.
0: I know. And I, um, I can't wait to show you her either because she was absolutely beautiful. Um Yay. And, so i think it'll be good but um next time i talk to you and next time our lovely listeners hear from me i will have been to rhode island and back um and so by the time everyone hears this i am in rhode island
1: Mhm. you so, are
0: yep so, until Well, come back next, next time, week. I will try. Yeah. Until next time, thanks well, for spending time. am not oh. you.
1: I meant our patrons. <laughs> oh, I
0: thought you were I like. I you
1: too. I thought you were like, you look really on.
0: tired. You might not make it to next week. And I'm like, I feel I feel. No, bad. I
1: think, I, listen, you know the luck that you and I both have. We'll both be alive next week.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong.
1: Uh,
0: All right. Well, I will holler at you later. Have a great okay, night.
1: Okay, sounds good. Have a great trip. Will do. Bye. Bye.
0: Do you want to hear about a badass woman? I do. I have been on a Badasses of History kick, and yes. so I just wanted to Love add, it. add to that. Um, today, I want to tell you about Hedy Lamar. Do you know anything about Hedy Lamar? I know nothing. Okay, well, great. Um, first of all, I want to see if I can share my screen with you, because you cool. need to see this person okay so I can't share my screen with you so instead I'm just going to show you this image Mm -hmm. um, of this woman there she is Ooh, right she's She's gorgeous pretty she was known at the time as the most beautiful woman alive Um, I can imagine and her name is Hedy Lamar so Hedy Lamar was born Hedwig Ava Maria Kiesler in 1914 in Vienna um, she was the only child of Gertrude Kiesler, who was a pianist and who insisted on, um, Hedy taking, uh, music lessons and dance lessons, which all culminated into her getting to be an actress because this was the time when actresses had to do everything a la, mm-hmm. um, you know, Elizabeth Taylor and Judy Garland and all of them. So, um, her father was uh, born to a Jewish family in Lindbergh, uh, in the Austrian Empire, which is now part of Ukraine. Um, and he was a successful bank manager. Um, mm-hmm. do, 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 she converted to Catholicism as an adult. Her mother did and raised Hetty as a Catholic, but she was not formally baptized. And so Hetty was... Um, Jewish by heritage, but Catholic by faith. Um, Okay. Which was important because um, when the Nazis took over Austria during the Anschluss, Mm -hmm. um, she worked to get her mom out of there because they were a Jewish family, even though they worshipped, you know, um, as a Christian household. Uh So, um, in fact, she... When she uh, became an American citizen, they both put Hebrew as their race on their petition for naturalization instead of Jewish, because that was a, an important distinction in Europe. And mm-hmm. so they they wore that as a badge of pride. So um, while using still her maiden name, Hetty Kiesler, she took acting classes in Vienna. One day she forged a permission slip from her mother and went to um, a film studio where she was hired at the age of 16 as a script girl. She then became an extra in a movie called Money on the Street and then got a small speaking part in a movie in 1931 called Storm in a Waterglass. Producer Max Reinhardt cast her in a play entitled The Weaker Sex, which was performed at the theater in Der Uh Uh-huh. Joseph Vestat. Yeah. Yep. Reinhardt was so impressed with her. Nailed it. Yep. So Reinhardt was so impressed with her that he arranged for her to return with him to Berlin, where he was based. She never trained with Reinhardt or appeared in any of his productions in Berlin, but while she was there, she met with a Russian theater producer who cast uh, her in a film during his directorial debut, The Trunks of Mr. O.F., um, okay. So he soon moved to Paris, but she stayed behind in Berlin to work. And so she got her first lead role in a movie in 1932. It's a comedy called No Money Needed. Um, mm-hmm. but then at the age of 18, she got her first role that brought her international fame. In 1933, while she was still working under her maiden name Kiesler, um, she was given the lead in a film called Ecstasy. Um, She played the neglected young wife of an indifferent older man. Hmm. The film became celebrated... Sounds like
1: the movie we just talked about.
0: Right? The film became both celebrated and notorious for showing the actress's face in the throes of an orgasm. (gasps) We can't say that word on this show. Right? (laughs) According to the book, um, The Only Woman in the Room keesler's expression like so everyone like it was a big national i mean international um like riot because she was having an orgasm so she was having real sex on film but she was actually being stuck with a safety pin to create an orgasm face because it was a silent film so (laughs) um
1: I mean, first of all, if you think that a woman looks doing an (laughs) orgasm like she does when you stick her with a safety pin, you have problems and you're not doing sex right. Second
0: of all, I,
1: um,
0: wow. She was also shown in close-ups and brief nude scenes, the latter resulting in the actress, uh, sorry, the latter reportedly a result of the actress being duped by the director and producer who used high-power telephoto lenses. So that was not actually part of her contract, and they um, really used her for that, and that was awful. Well, that sucks. Uh Uh-huh. So um, because of that, she was disillusioned about taking other roles. Um, But the film gained world recognition after winning an award at a film festival in Rome.
1: You know what story this sounds like?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Evelyn Hugo.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: I thought the same thing. I wonder if she's based on okay. her. Um, I, I did too. Throughout Europe, it was regor- regarded as an artistic work. In the United States, it was considered overly sexual and received negative publicity, especially among women's groups.
1: <laughs> we ruin everything. <laughs> everything.
0: It was banned in the US and in Germany, which was becoming increasingly conservative. So, Kiesler then appeared in a number of stage roles. They should come back to now. Right. They think conservative is a problem. Right. Um, So, she appeared in a number of stage roles, including uh, a a play called Sissy, um, which was a play about Empress Elizabeth of Austria, and it was produced in Vienna in early nineteen thirteen. Thirty-three, just as *Ecstasy* premiered, and so it was also getting awards. So she was like now this very acclaimed stage actress and film actress, um, and admirers were sending roses to her dressing room and trying to get backstage to meet her, um, and and very much like a Franny Bryce situation. Um, there was one man, Friedrich Mandel, who kept coming back and kept coming back, and she kept sending him away, and so he became obsessed with getting to know her, and like it became a thing he needed to conquer was getting back there to see Hetty Lamar or Hetty um, Kiesler at this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was a Viennese arms merchant and munitions manufacturer who was the third richest man in Austria. And she fell for his charming and fascinating personality, um, partly due to his immense wealth, because she grew up, like, solidly lower middle class, and this man could afford anything he wanted. Um, Both of her parents really did not approve. A, he was um, a munitions dealer from Austria, meaning he was working with the Nazis, and they were of Jewish descent, as I mentioned. Um, Pass. Right. He had ties to the fascist leader Mussolini and Adolf Hitler, um, but they could not stop her. She did that very 19-year-old thing. You're not the boss of me, mom. Sure. So on the eight, uh, on August 10th, 1933, she married Kiesler. And, I mean, Kiesler married Mandel. Um, mm-hmm he insisted that she convert to Catholicism, even though she was raised Catholic, she wasn't baptized. And that was like a big thing to her, to him. Um, she wrote an autobiography. Well, it was ghostwritten, but she helped write an autobiography called ecstasy in me, which is real tongue in cheek. And I like her a lot yeah. for this. Um, she described yeah. Mandel as extremely controlling. Um, he strongly objected her to her having been in film. um, Oh, no, he strongly objected her having been filmed in the simulated orgasm scene and he prevented her from pursuing her acting career. He said that if you're going to start with smut, that's all you're ever going to pursue and no, you can't do that.
1: We should like very much just bring those people to the future for a minute and make them watch like one movie.
0: Right. Or really weird (laughs) porn.
1: (laughs) So, uh, um, well, I'm just saying, cause they think it was smart. Like, right. Take them to the movie theater now and show them what's on now. Hell just show them like be... when
0: Harry met Sally. Cause that's old enough. And uh-huh. she does that simulated orgasm in the middle of the restaurant. Like. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so
1: she claimed that they weren't sticking her with a safety pin.
0: Right. She claimed that she was kept a virtual virtual prisoner in their castle home. Um, which was in this remote area near the Czech border. um, so finding her marriage completely unbearable, um, she, t- 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 sorry, um, she decided to flee her husband as well as the country. She disguised herself as her maiden, like as her maid and fled to Paris.
1: hmm
0: Um, she, however... Being smart, because you throughout all of this we'll find out that she's brilliant. She convinced her husband to let her wear all of her finest jewelry for a dinner party. And then while he was distracted, she dressed as her maid and like hit the road covered in all this jewelry that she could sell to (laughs) That's awesome. Right. Um so she fled and um made it to London safely. After arriving in London, she met Louis B. Meyer, the head of MGM, who um, was scouting for talent in Europe. He uh, he made her an offer of $125 a week, and she turned it down. <coughs> um, But she booked herself onto the same jet, I mean, the New York bound liner that he was, like the the um, boat um, ship. <laughs> there's what I'm looking for. During the trip, she impressed okay. him enough to secure a $500 a week contract
1: there you go right
0: she knew how to work like she knew how to get exactly what she needed um so he persuaded her to change her name from Hedwig Kiesler so that she would be distanced from the reputation of the ecstasy lady because she also didn't like the hold on she also didn't like the fallout that came from it like everybody was going to think of her as just that person so he convinced her to change her name and she chose to go with Hetty Lamar, playing mm-hmm. um, paying homage to a silent film star, Barbara Lamar, on the suggestion of uh Meyer's wife. So Meyer brings her to Hollywood and in ni- in nineteen thirty eight and he began promoting her as the world's most beautiful woman. Um she was cast immediately um, in the lead opposite Charles Boyer in a film called uh, a French. Let's see. Uh, in a film called Algiers, algiers, which was um, mm-hmm. the American version of a French film. <coughs> so she continues to like work in Hollywood. She, um, works with, um, Clark Gable, she works with Spencer Tracy. Um, she was in a movie called Boomtown with these people. It made $5 million in 1940.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then MGM immediately turned around and recast uh, Lamar and, and Gable in another movie called Comrade X in 1940, which is a comedy film. Um, and it was uh-huh. another giant hit. She was then teamed with James Stewart in Come Live With Me in 1941. She was playing a Viennese refugee in that one. Um, uh-huh. She was featured in a movie called Ziegfeld Girl, uh, in which Lamar, Judy Garland, and Lena Turner played aspiring showgirls. It was a massive mm-hmm. success. Um, so I know you're wondering, Paul, why are you telling me about this woman's film career? And I'm ready to tell you. I'm excited. So um, Lamar was told she felt very strongly that during the war, it was her job to support the American effort whatever way possible. A, she had come here Mm -hmm. kind of um, seeking asylum in many ways, and she was able to get her mom here safely as well. Um, And she Mm -hmm. felt very strongly that it was not fair to the world that she was making a very good living starring in films when there were a people going without because of the war and B soldiers fighting every day to, um, to because of the things that they believed in, but also fighting for her people. She was Jewish. So she went Mm -hmm. and she kind of asked what she could do to help the war effort. Um, so she went to the national inventors council to ask what she Mm -hmm. could do to help because she had a very strong mind for science and all the white men there laughed at her and said that it would be better if she used her celebrity status to sell war bonds. So she did that for a while. She participated in a selling campaign with a sailor named Eddie Rhodes Rhodes would be in the crowd at each Lamar appearance and she would call him up to stage. She'd flirt with him before asking the audience if she should give him a kiss. The crowd would say yes. And she would reply that she would have enough people bought war bonds. After enough mm-hmm. bonds were purchased, she would kiss Rose and he would head back into the uh, audience and then they'd head off to the next war bond rally. So she sold like an incredible amount of war bonds this way. Good for her. Everybody was pulling for this, you know, this sailor to get, to get a kiss from the world's most beautiful woman. But what she was working on on the side became her interest, even starting as young as five years old. When she was five, she tore a music box completely, completely apart and reassembled it, which was the first time she realized that what she really wanted to do in life was to be an inventor. She loved figuring out how things worked. Um, so as she grew up, like as an adult, she worked with a partner, um, who was a composer Mm -hmm. named George Antheil. And I looked him up and he didn't really do anything that we know today. Um, they worked, (laughs) right. They worked mostly behind closed doors. And in fact, um, in her autobiography, it doesn't even mention that she was an inventor. Um, but um further insights so further insights to how she worked are missing but um an inventor carmela nino uh, amarena who um got to meet with her in 1997 said quote we talked like two engineers on a hot project i never felt like i was talking to a movie star but to a fellow inventor So her brain was constantly working in this world of science. In 2017, Alexandra Dean directed a documentary called Bombshell about Lamar. And she said to Vanity Fair, quote, inventing was her hobby. It was her reflex. It was how she dealt with the problems of the world. And she did it in such a quiet way that most people around her didn't even know. There were, of course, select people in Lamar's life who were aware of her hobby, including, Um, The eccentric Howard Hughes In an exclusive clip from the film um, bombshell an unearthed interview Mm -hmm. features Lamar discussing her relationship with Hughes a one time flame who did everything he could to support her tinkering hobby more than that says Lamar quote he relied on me. At the time, Hughes was trying to figure out a way to make his planes fly faster. Lamar quickly deduced that his plane's wings were too square. So she bought, like, and he wouldn't believe her at first. She was like, your, your wings don't make sense because they're square. And he was like, but all plane wings are square. And at the time they were. So she just went and bought a book on birds and a book on fish and basically just pointed the pictures. And she was like, do you see why yours is wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and, um... He said, you're a genius. So although she had She's no... He's like, yeah, I know. Right? Although she had no formal training and was primarily self-taught, she worked in her spare time on various hobbies and inventions, which included an improved traffic stoplight and a tablet that mm-hmm. would dissolve in water to create a carbonated drink. The, bebra- the beverage was unsuccessful. She said it tasted like Alka-Seltzer, but she understood chemistry enough to try these things. Yeah. So... Um, as I mentioned, she wanted to help with the war effort in World War II. She learned that the radio-controlled torpedoes that were being used in naval war were easily jammed and set off course. So she dreamed up a way to create a frequency-hopping signal that could not be tracked or jammed. She contacted her friend, composer, the, the composer Antheil, uh, to help her develop a device for doing that, And they succeeded by synchronizing a miniaturized player piano mechanism with radio signals. They drafted designs for the frequency hopping system and they patented it. So the idea was that each one could take a signal and then bump it to the next closest object. And that way Mm -hmm. long signal radio waves could not be interfered with, which were a real problem and were causing missiles to go off course. That if they could bounce Mm -hmm. to each other, that they couldn't be interrupted and they would hit their course because they'd be just sending the signal back and forth. Um, And so she had the, all these plans drawn up she knew exactly how it should work um and it was so impressive that they got a patent on august 11th 1942 um they presented this idea to the navy and they were not receptive because it had come from a woman it had come from outside the military and um Uh because they said it was difficult to implement Oh, um, however, in 1962, at the time of the Cuban Missile Crisis, an updated version of their design was installed on Navy ships.
1: Dude, fuck that. <laughs>
0: right. Um, however, in the late 20th century and early fir- 21st century, um, their contributions to this were formally recognized. So in her lifetime, many Americans knew about Lamar's six marriages. Again, sounds like that Evelyn Hugo um, mm-hmm. parallel we mentioned, but few realized that she was smart enough to be an inventor. Her patent on frequency hopping had expired before the widespread implementation of the idea, but she lived long enough to see her brainstorm began expanding into a vast industry in the late 20th century. In 1997, her work received recognition when she was honored with the Pioneer Award of the Electronic Frontier Foundation. She, was never, she never made money from any of her inventions. Frequency hopping alone today is worth an estimated net worth of $30 billion. because what, Holy crap! What we know as frequency hopping as today is Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and GPS. doesn't it give you chills i just got goosebumps and i knew the ending what the oh my god right so this incredible badass of a woman was beautiful and a talented actress and dreamed up
1: wi-fi like what the fuck that's incredible
0: um so
1: what do we use it for to like send snapchats to each other (laughs) right she'd be so disappointed (laughs)
0: She did receive um, a posthumous award for um, her work. Let me see if I can find, because I skipped some of my notes. I don't remember, but it was like the National Inventors Council finally gave her that award that she really earned after they told her, you're pretty, go sell war bonds. Um mm. But yeah, so here she is thinking, I want to help save the world. What's the way, I'm, you know, what's the biggest need? Oh, fuck. I'm just going to invite Wi-Fi real quick. Hold on. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I'll be right back. And I have an idea. <laughs> um, the
0: end of her life was actually very sad. And so I don't want to mar the memory of her with any of that. So I will just say that thank God for Hetty Lamar. Because of her, you and I are able to record a podcast every week.
1: Oh, she really is rolling over her in her grave right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's like, I take it all so back. This,
1: this is going up tonight, right? Yes. So we'll get a little Patreon exclusive. What are we going to watch next week?
0: Um, let's, mm hmm, that, the movie about the guy and the thing.
1: I was going to say Elizabeth Smart. Oh, let's do that. Okay. Because I know she doesn't die.
0: Right? I don't know. You know, Lifetime likes to take liberties every once in a while.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but she's actually in this movie, I think. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Well, thank you for spending some time with me tonight. We need to make some
1: new picks.
0: Yes, we do. All
1: right, Uh, why don't you pick four between one and 40?
0: God, that list is shrinking. They got to put out some more because... 40 weeks is less than a year like it's fine um i'm gonna say 13 hmm i'm gonna say 23 Ooh. i'm gonna say 33 and you know what let's just round it out let's go three okay
1: Ooh, Ooh. you picked a good one.
0: Good. I can't wait. Picked a few good
1: ones. I'm going to save that one for last. So, you have picked Wise Gal, which is another mob movie.
0: Good. I like the mob.
1: Abducted, the Carlina White story, which is interesting since everyone compared this to um, what's her name? Uh, Kamaya.
0: Yeah, and do you remember? I didn't know this was a movie, so I made it a Lifetime Movie of the Week a few weeks ago when we did, mm-hmm. like, you know, several months ago now, when we did the other abducted yeah. case.
1: Yeah. So we have Wise Gal Abducted, Bond of Silence. I'm not sure what that one is. Can't wait. And finally, finally, Prosecuting Casey Anthony. Fuck yes! That's going to be good. Uh,
0: well, so a week from tomorrow is my birthday and then yours falls really soon after that. So I feel like mm-hmm. prosecuting Casey Anthony is our birthday gifts to ourselves.
1: <laughs> so you want to do it next week or uh, the week after?
0: The week after.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Sounds good. All right.
1: We're going to have some, like, heavy hitters the next couple weeks. Elizabeth Smart and prosecuting Casey Anthony.
0: Yeah, we are. I'm so pumped. And
1: only you guys know that right now, so. Shh, keep it a secret. Don't tell.
0: All right, well, (laughs) we love you so much. Thank you for joining us. We so do. Yes, thank you. If you have any recommendations for unsolved crimes or badass women or anything you want me to cover, because I don't know what I'm going to do next, because I couldn't ever find enough about that crazy uh building i was telling you about on the air force base and i've been searching forever yeah so
1: that sucks but like so i'm gonna start doing the uh the cnn document docuseries on the royal family i'm gonna start covering that and then go from there and then i don't know i'm excited about it though
0: all right well i can't wait to hear what you have to tell us about the royals
1: Yeah, (laughs) plenty.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, have a great night.
1: You too. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.